Bloody Elbow presents Care Don't Care, the show that determines the most and least interesting fights on upcoming UFC events and sometimes strays outside of MMA into general pop culture. Here are your hosts, Steffi Haynes, John S. Nash, and Eugene S. Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of Care Don't Care, the show that previews the week's upcoming UFC events by determining which fights are hot and which fights are not. I'm Steffi Haynes, and I'm joined by Eugene S. Robinson, author of Fight Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Ass-Kicking, But We're Afraid You Get Your Ass Kicked for Asking, and host of the Show Stomper podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, and owner and operator of the Eugene S. Robinson Substack. I'm also joined by John Nash, host of the Show Money podcast, co-host of the If the Shoe Fits podcast, and Bloody Elbow's chief financial columnist. Today, we're looking ahead to UFC Vegas 59. But first, let's look back and see how we fared on last night's card. And John and Eugene, you guys tied for first. I'm pulling up the rear dead last. Oh, my goodness. Don't you mean Eugene and and, and, and the Eugene was in first place, right? That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> Eugene, you were in first place, but Eugene, John was also yeah, in first place for the year. For the year, Eugene, you were dead, dead, dead last. No, oh, I was not. I was not dialed in. Now, when I'm back off the road, not living the rock star lifestyle, and I'm paying attention, boom, effortlessly zooming into first place while John is there holding my coat. <laughs> Let's take a look back on last night's card because today is Eugene's youngest daughter's birthday. So we want to get him buttoned up and out of here so he can go celebrate. We, yeah, we, I will go very fast for <laughs> Eugene. He sounds like Nicole Kidman from Eyes Wide Shut. That's her acting technique. Let me tell you something. It's gotten worse, Eugene, because as she's gotten that Restylane filler in her lips, oh my Botox God, it's injections, her face is like a mask. And when she acts, it's mostly whispering and emoting these days. She can yeah. barely move her face. It looks like yeah. it's frozen in time. It worked great in the Northmen. I'll tell you that. Uh, uh, I haven't seen it. Well, yet. I, I, you know what? I want I'm going to put this out there and you guys can agree with me or not agree with me, but after rewatching uh Eyes Wide Shut, I have come to the conclusion that that's a comedy. <laughs> I've only seen it once when it first came out. I think I was too young to understand it. Uh I you know, I was in, you know, a, an adult, but a very young adult, and mm. I didn't same thing with Vanilla Sky. I watched it the one time it came out. Didn't understand what I was watching. I definitely need to go back and look at him because I'm a Stanley Kubrick fan. So. Yeah, well, then I went back and, you know, because he died before the final cut. And it seems pretty clear that he sort of there were humor elements in the original text and that he carried some of that stuff through. But he didn't get a chance over over the Kidmans or the, the Cruises to to actually let the movie stand as what it was, which was a comedy. They didn't know it was a comedy. <laughs> so Well, all I know is that uh I didn't know Kubrick was one mm. of these guys that insisted on hundred takes. Yeah, he's a lunatic that way. Do you hear how Harvey Keitel walked off that movie? 
Yeah, what happened? I remember. Right. Tell me. Well, Harvey, they kept doing take after take, and he kept asking him for, "Give me some direction. What do you want? What's wrong?" Cooper goes, "I don't know." And finally, you know, Harvey Kell goes, "You know, I don't need this shit." He just left. He goes, yeah. he goes "Cooper's great, great director. I'll never work with that maniac again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, he was he, he was known for uh, when I see what he did to Shelley Duvall in The Shining. I, it's almost well, not only that. I I read mm. this thing. Scatman Crothers gave this interview about Kubrick. They asked him about Kubrick, and he said he was a brilliant man, but he was the first and only man to ever make him cry that wasn't a family member, and yeah. it's because. Kubrick was doing these thousands of takes, it seemed like. And, you know, Scatman was quite aged when he did that movie. And he that was like, his last. Yeah, yeah he breaks he's down the- crying. He's like, Mr. Kubrick, what do you want? And Jack yeah. Nicholson intervened on his behalf and talked Kubrick down. And I read that article and I was I felt so bad for Scatman. But there's yeah. a great there's a great ending to that because Scabman after that went and did played in Bronco Billy with uh, Eastwood, and Eastwood did one take. Well, that was good. Let's move on. He goes, "You sure? You sure?" And then he started crying again because he couldn't believe. Thank you, thank you. Aww, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. But uh, well, you know, I've been kicked good. off the of sets before, so you got to stand up to directors, you know. Yeah, but that that just freaked me out. But anyways, let's go ahead and look at Amanda Nunes. Just an absolute rout of Juliana Pena. But I think the real story of this fight was the outrageously insane commentary. Eugene, kick us off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, I I, want to give, I think this is time for Eugene to give himself a pat on the back, self-congratulatory. When I said the December fight was a work and everybody, oh, you're crazy, you're crazy. And then all the clever oopsie editing of the thing to make it. This is a historic win in the commentary. Uh, 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 Joe, Ho Joe game being part of the kayfabe about what happened in December. And then, yeah, you know, even up to and including trying to make this seem a competitive fight vis-a-vis him calling the jujitsu stuff. Oh, look, look, she's out. Oh, she's going to, she's going to tap. I mean, it's like, what? You are a black belt in jujitsu. Is that is that correct or not correct? You know, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you will fool jujitsu people none of the time with that stuff. Well, just just stop. You we don't need you cheerleaders. I was willing to accept the kayfabe because I knew what would happen would be. I was still concerned about the, the possibility of a Teixeira thirty second you know takeaway. But I think that uh, I think much like uh, uh, Jake Lamada that uh, Nunez was wanting to send a message out to those who knew that, yeah, you know what? I got to live, too. I had to make a little money in December, but make no mistake, this woman is not beating me. And they're talking about a trilogy? For what? For what? <laughs> you know, this wasn't even close, like, to warrant the trilogy. It's not like McGregor, accused anal rapist Conor McGregor, at Diaz number fight number two. There was nothing here. Pena was game because she didn't get the memo, but that first fight was a work, and this is reality. And I don't care what those commentators say. And Joe with the tie and the suit, I don't know what was going on. I, I really don't know what was going on, but that was bad, bad, bad commentating. And I listened. The kid was in bed, but I said, I'm going to take headphones. I'm going to put the kid to bed with headphones. So I was listening, and I, and I could hear better than usual because I had the headphones on, and I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah. What? Who does this benefit the cheap seats i guess so well okay i don't think the first fight was a word okay okay just let me hear me out eugene i let i listen to you so you gotta listen to me 
I don't think the first fight was a work. I think Amanda was going through a lot of shit. She had just left ATT because they brought in people that she was going to fight. They're, they're over there talking up a Kayla Harrison fight, and then they bring Kayla Harrison into the gym. There was a lot of gym politics going on that Amanda ended up leaving. You know, one fight before that that horrendous fight that she had in December, she came out and said, you know, I was not ready for that fight. I shouldn't have taken it. So I'm a firm believer that she got caught with her pants down. That's what it seemed like. That's what it looked like. I think this time she's got her legs under her. She had a super solid game plan going in. That stance switching through Juliana off so bad that I think that was the steamroller right there. I think that was the, the key in setting the tone of that fight. Um, she the, the commentary, though, was just unforgivable. Both Joe and Daniel were awful. You can't put them in the same booth. Daniel works great when he's with Bisping or Felder. Joe actually does a little better when he's away from Daniel too. But when you put them both in the same booth, I you just get shit results. I'm sorry. I just cannot stand the Oh, nice language. <laughs> I know, family show, right? Uh, John, I need to hear whoa, from whoa, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, first of all, Steph, hey, um, have you ever thought about making money while you sleep? Because oh. I have got real estate in Florida. <laughs> that I can get you in on the ground floor on, it'll be great. You'll love it. You can double your money in a month. <laughs> John, let's hear from you. I'm not I don't want to get involved with this maniac here. Thinks everything's a fake and a you know, <laughs> think no man has never landed on the moon and Yeah, okay. And vast conspiracies. No, it's she I agree with Steph. She didn't want to, you know, she she was get distracted. Out. I get well, I I surprising, I agree, Steph. No, it's not surprising. When when it's a choice between her and you, I gotta go with Steph. That's just the logic says there. But no, she was I don't think she, her mind wasn't there. She has, you know, not just the, the gym stuff, she had a kid. She had, you know, she she's oh she was I think she was thinking beyond the cage. I think she had all these distractions of other stuff going on. She didn't I, in fact she might not even wanted to fight anymore at that point, but losing probably pissed her off so bad she came back focused. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see the full fight. I had pl- I had to do something last night. I went out, so I missed. I, but I left in the midway through the second round, so I knew the outcome no matter what. Yeah. It was it was so clear cut. It's like I didn't even mind missing the fight at that point. I knew what was going to happen. One other thing and, that that we should point out is that there were five knockouts in this fight. I mean, five knockdowns, but only three of them were counted. And I don't understand what's going on with UFC stats. There were two knockdowns in the very first round. I mean, Dana White gave an interview and there's a video clip of it. And he himself talks about the five knockdowns. However, UFC stats, which is owned by UFC, it used to be called fight metric, but now it's called UFC stats. They did not count the two knockdowns from the first round. They only counted the three from the second round, which boils my lobster to no end. I don't understand it. Yeah, I got no answer. I don't know. I don't well, but it's it's Maybe. a company. It's a company town, right? Well, I, I don't. I don't. It doesn't do them any favors to not count the knockdowns. You know, although I, I, I think this does demonstrate one thing is a. Uh, is uh, seeing the seeing what I did see the fight Pena she's she's not she's not in the the Nunez class the, no. the that was that was that was Matt Sarah fluke win all over again thank you. well no all, it was it was nice to see her actually like uh Juliana 
meet reality. Reality, meet Juliana. And because <laughs> yeah. it was clear that she really believed that she won that in December. But there are lots of ways to throw fights, you know. I, I could throw a fight tomorrow by just not training and showing up drunk. Oh, Eugene lost. Okay. But that's well, not you know. actively and consciously throwing a fight. That's you just being a dumbass. Amanda didn't yeah, do any of that. Not, not if there's money involved. If there's money involved and money changes hands. I mean, the odds were so crazy. Was so so but what, crazy. What, what about the odds in the cyborg fight when Nunez was? I mean, she was the massive underdog. And what happened there? Did Cyborg throw that fight? Is every big upset a thrown fight to you? It depends on the vig. Oh and like, my what, god! What, what, what was it, what was the difference between Nunez and Pena and Nunez and Cyborg in terms of odds? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to go back and dig, but the odds were pretty freaking wide. Nobody gave her a chance, myself included. As 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 wide as Pena and and, oh, yes. and Nunes. Oh yes. Mm, I need to check that. Yes. No, no. The the cyborg was like a, a she was a favorite, a healthy favorite, but not a huge favorite. That yeah, yeah. That's what I that's what I'm remembering. Hang on. Now I'm gonna have to go look. All right. Oh, Odds okay. For cyborg Nunez one. Um, uh, the betting odds going into that fight. Um. Cyborg uh, was a negative 265, and Amanda was plus 210. So it was pretty heavy. Yeah, but that's that's not in MMA. Not that's not super that heavy. heavy but but it, it, it was it was heavy. It was not as heavy as what what happened in December. In December, that was yes. a huge upset. That was along the line that, of yeah. Ronda and Holly or uh, so. Wait, Matt Sarah. under this. Under this theory by Eugene, that means GSP threw the fight versus Matt Serra. Right. That's not what happened. <laughs> oh, you guys. Uh, you know what? Nobody's going to go poor hanging out with you guys. Really? I could buy that property in Florida? Wow. I was at the Matt Serra <laughs> fight. I was at that one. I think I was too, actually. You were not there. <laughs> well, how do you? How, we didn't know each other back then. Yeah, but I would have known you. I would have. I would have definitely recognized you. You are not a person that that blends in. Absolutely not. You do not blend in. And I was at the after parties. I have pictures. Oh, yeah, well, that's you know, the difference nobody. right there. See, yeah. nobody was inviting me to after parties. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway. So uh, I'm not going to get up, but it, that means Fader Verdum was a fix too, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, what God. about Fader uh, Dan Henderson? All right, that uh, okay, you guys too, right? Anyway, let, let, let's keep moving. <laughs> all right, Brandon Moreno defeating Kai Cara France. Woo, what a fight! But Moreno, yeah. I, I kind of felt like Moreno was in there to prove a point because in their first fight, man. That was pretty tight. Yeah, but this was a, this was a good. Uh, you know, Kai Kara France was my pick, and this was a good fight. But it was uh, it was a good fight because that which was unexpected happened, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I was giving it to Kai Kara France before that, and then even after it happened, I go, 
please tell me that was a groin shot. Please tell me that nope. was, and then they, the slow mo, you go, that was no groin shot. Okay. That's how, shot. you know, it was a good fight. Both of those guys came out of that winners in my mind. Yes, indeed. I agree. But I didn't like, once again, before the, the event started, Joe Rogan was making all these comments. Davis and Figueredo probably won't ever fight for the, the flyweight belt again. He's not really <clears throat> in this. He wants to move up, blah, blah, blah. And then, they bring out Davis and Figueredo after, and of course the two want to fight. What the hell is Joe Rogan talking about? What is this whole thing that he's putting down? I mean, he's shit all over Figueredo, and I don't get why. Because he's a company man, and he can't imagine that Figueredo's upset with what he's getting paid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's yeah. probably it. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I, all I can yeah. say is I love Brandon Reno's uh, facial reactions during a fight. He's like the Steve Willis of MMA. <laughs> All right, I got to get Eugene's take on this fight, though. Um, I, I, you know what? It was weird. I mean, you and I shared kind of didn't really like the petulant kind of guy he had turned into, but I think that was a temporary thing. You know, we lost it, and the guy comes back to reality in a certain way because I, I'd have to say that his post, his post fight, like he he made a course adjustment. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was obvious. He said, I've got a sort of version of, I'm making a course adjustment, you know? And uh, I'm just, uh, you know, I don't disrespect this man. He's got a wife, he's got a family, but, but, uh, and, you know, I I, I mean, fundamentally, he was doing what very few have done. Let's say Crappington could have, should have maybe done at a certain point. You realize, look, this is, or like, what even uh, accused anal rapist Conor McGregor did during the fight when Khabib was getting kind of steamed. He was like, Hey man, this is just business. Stop it, you know. So um, I, I, I appreciate that he had done that, and the guy's back in my favor. He's tough. I would rather have seen, you know, I'm a big high Cara France booster, but it was what it was. That was solid. That was a good win, and it seems like part of that win is Moreno getting his, you know, head right, and it seems like he's done that, right? But I don't think Kai Kerfritz, uh loses much shine in that loss. I still love the guy. He's still great. He's just not, I don't think that he's going to smell the title until Marino and Figueredo and possibly Pantoja. And uh, yeah. Man, yeah. yeah. We, we, we haven't even started getting into yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. But we'll get there in a second because he holds wins over both of these guys back to back literally a week apart because he took one of them on short notice and oh my god he's gonna get sent to the back of the line again so we can get part three of marino figueredo personally i'd rather have alessandra in there just to mix it up but we'll get there we want to we want to hear from john about marino kai cara france john well i i kind i should have taken marino but i thought the losses would have you know, taking the edge off him, but he's still up there. My fear for Kai Kara France, I think he's good, but I, I'm earmarking he's the next Joseph Benavides. Yes. yes. Perpetual top guy, but not the, you know, not going to beat him. Not going to beat Figueredo. Not going to, didn't beat Demetrius Johnson, you know, so he's just not going to be able to do it. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to disagree. No, I'm going to, I'm going to argue with you right there because I think the, the guy you brought up before, Pentage, he's the, 
he's the next oh, yeah. guy earmarked, yeah. and I yeah, don't see yeah, him being yeah. him. So yeah, yeah, that, it's not in that, if that's a scenario, earmarked. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah, I can see that. But it's, I, I do, I do see Kai Kara-Francis as being educable, which is a quality that's important for some of these fighters, for right? Sure, but I just don't know that he has what it takes to take out those three dudes because they, yeah, can, you know, yeah. It, it, yeah. But he's uh, he's gonna be great. He's gonna be what you call the ultimate executive level gatekeeper he doesn't keep people out of the top 10 or the top 15 he keeps people out of the top five yeah, and that's, yeah. That's well i put the one caveat is that as long as he gets title fights he'll probably get more of them there's always a chance mm-hmm. he gets he gets the pena fluke win yeah or mm-hmm. there's always the chance he catches one of these guys as they're on their decline because he's still yeah, really yeah, young. Yeah, 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 All right. Yeah. So we're just going to talk about the main card here and we're going to blast on into the other. But let's talk about Derek Lewis and Sergey Pavlovich. First of all, I cannot believe Sergey Pavlovich is only 30 because the dude looks like he's 90. Um, he's like a, a Dominican Republic baseball player. <laughs> oh, he's only 28. The guy's 60, right? So a big poppy went in there looking like he was 40 when he was 25, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So Derek Lewis, number one, we cannot book him in Texas anymore because that is bad juju for him. Number two, Derek Lewis is got a super fragile chin. Now, I know he's had that all along, but it seems much more fragile these days. And number three, if you're going to fall, don't fall face first because that's going to force the referee to jump in a lot faster than is necessary. And while I think that they Tan Dan jumped in too soon, what was he going to do when he saw Derek Lewis face plant and this monster jump on top of them well look we've seen there's been a uh, uh the the uh, the uh dan mergliata at one point stopped the fight too soon yeah. right got roasted for it so bitterly that after then if he was your if he was your ref you knew that you were going to be beaten half to death before he was going to stop now he's relaxed a little bit and he's back to his old ways you know, there are other circumstances and other refs that we've seen. Herb Dean would have let it go on, you know, just a little bit, just a little bit longer. You don't want to see the guy jump up and immediately protest. What you want to see is who's that cat who uh, was getting the slop beaten out of him, uh, the e-whore. And, and, you know, when they called it, called it off, he just sat in the corner and was like, yep. <laughs> that's what you want to see, and that's how you know you've done a good job. They should do some kind of instant replay recall so that 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 it doesn't end up being a final decision, even if it would undermine faith in the 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 uh, refs. But that was a bad that was a bad stoppage. And also, look, Derek Luce is getting older, so you know. Yeah, and I feel like if he hadn't fallen like that, that maybe they would have let it go on. So I, you know, Derek Lewis, he's not. He's not a young man anymore. I believe he's 38 now. So, yeah, like I said, yeah. yeah. And at heavyweight and taking a lot of big punches and being put down a lot, I, I kind of feel like maybe he's starting to crack around the edges. John, let me hear from you on this. Well, I just thought most of it, just a, it was an early stop. He was getting his ass kicked, but at the same time, it was a bad stop. Yep. You know, I mean, that's that was basically it. But he, I, but based on what was happening in the 15 seconds before the stop, I still think he probably would have been finished. Yeah. 
All right, we're going to move on to that fight we were talking about. Alessandra Pantoja just absolutely destroying us. <laughs> this was so great. Took 91 was... seconds, and I mean, my goodness. He was, acting, he was acting like he was double parked somewhere, you know? That was <laughs> got, the only the, the, the... submission on the card, and it was nasty. Well, and also, it didn't start as a submission. It's not like when the guy goes, oh, I'm dry, and he rolls into Imanari roll and then tries to get a leg like Paul Craig or something like that. He did. There was, there was an exchange of hands at first, but then he just, the door opened, it's opened, and there you go. That was great. Yep. Yeah, but, but he defended, the great thing is he defended it. He defended the choke, and he said, I don't give a crap. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a neck crank. I'm gonna, uh, your hands mean nothing to me. Yep, 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 yep. All right, so final fight on this main card. We need to look at Magomed Ankalaev defeating Anthony Smith. Ooh, Anthony Smith broke his leg in there on a failed uh, leg kick attempt. Well, it landed, but, you know, it uh, it broke his leg. And then, uh, was it his leg or his ankle? I believe it was his, his leg. He, uh, if you look where it landed... It looks like it probably broke his his uh, either his tibia or his fibula, but something in the shin area broke. And um, because the way that he positioned his feet when they were walking him out, there's no way it was his ankle. It was probably yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Um, give Magomed the next title shot. Bing, bang, boom. I mean, what else are you gonna do here? I mean, two hundred five is languishing right now. So I, I I just feel like Yuri is not going to be in the position that he's in for long because he fights kind of sloppy. Yep. You know, yep. so. Well, and that's why I say put him against Teixeira. It, again, the rematch again, right? And that's what he wants. And that's what I want. And it, who else matters? But after that's that, what, that's though, what Teixeira you, you, you wants. Do need, you do need to get the line going. And I think Magomed yeah, yeah. needs to be yeah, in yeah. front of the line. Uh, John? Yeah. Well, I, I guess the problem is how many, who else? You got, you got Jean, Jean, Jan's there. He's waiting. He's next in line. He's supposed to get the next title shot after Glover gets his rematch. So do you, do you, do you wait with Megamad or do you make him fight Jan or do you, but if, yeah, if, if Yuri and Jan, if Yuri beats Glover again, then a Jan fight in Eastern Europe could be a stadium show. Or if they wanted to. Or in Eastern Europe could be a stadium show. <clears throat> I, I, there was noise. Someone was making noise, and I didn't hear your comment there. Oh, Steph. what I was saying was uh, Magomed Ankalaev could also be an Eastern European show. Remember, it, it could, it could, but but you got Jan from Poland, and then right across in the you know the Czech is uh, uh, Yuri. So that's like you could put it right on the border there, one of those cities nearby, and you, people could drive two hours and pack that thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, there's only one other fight I wanted to take a note on, and that is Drew Dober just absolutely starching uh, Rafael Alves. I I mean, the guy is pretty, and he's a knockout artist. I would like I would like to see him. Zane Simon uh, suggested this, and I love the fight, so I'm going to put it out there because I like both guys. But Drew Dober versus Jalen Turner is the fight to make. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, I heard that before, and I'm in. You know, Jalen Turner, all that length would pose a problem, and he's got some. He's got some pop too. I just love that fight. But anyways, we are going to move on to UFC Vegas 59, UFC Fight Night Santos versus Hill. Eugene, do your thing. 
crybabies, bedwetters, greedy bread gobblers, malingerers, work shy individuals, uh, fault finders. This has less to do with your skills and talents as a fighter, much more to do with the marketing you have to wait, put behind you by the overlords that are now no longer failed IPO folks at Endeavor and or the Baldwin and the UFC. Ah, the solution is simple. If you don't like being on the don't care side of the equation, fight an exciting fight. Until then, don't come crying to us bedwetters. All right. As always, we're working from the topology quick sheet from the bottom up. Bout order is subject to change. We have 12 fights on this card. Opening bout, Myra Bueno Silva versus Stephanie Egger at Bantamweight. Don't care. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out. John? No, no. I, I had a feeling we're going to repeat this a lot. No. All right. Next up at Strawweight. Corey McKenna versus Miranda Granger. Don't care. Strawweight nope. is super deep, and we don't need to worry about Corey McKenna versus Miranda Granger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care. John? No, no, no. All right. Next up at Welterweight, Jason Witt versus Josh Quinlan. Do not care. Nope, I'm out. No, I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with them, so no, don't care. All right. Next up, Takashi Sato versus Brian Battle at Welterweight. Do not care. Nope. John? This, this is good. I'm, I'm enjoying No, it. no, just though, Takashi Sato sounds like an old pancreas fighter, so I'm trying to. <laughs> All right. But no. Yeah, well, or oh, shoot him, or shoot him. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, don't care. Next up, I do care about this one because I really. I'm a big fan of Terrence McKinney. He is coming off a loss, but he had all those wins before that. And I'm interested in seeing how he recovers. Eugene, I already know you're a big fan and that you'll care about this. He is facing a tough guy in Eric Gonzalez. This is at 155. I am hoping McKinney gets it done because he's only taken the one loss and I would like to see how he, how he reacts. Nah, I, I, yeah, I like, I like his Sakuraba-esque kind of create on the fly style. Yeah. yeah, I care. And I'm picking McKinney. All right. John? I think I think I like Gonzalez too, but I think he's kind of a plotter. Uh, John? With all due respect. Yeah, no, Gonzalez is not relevant, but I, I am intrigued by McKinney. And it's, it's yeah, I'll take McKinney. It's a, I'm yeah. sure he's going to win, though. But still, I'm intrigued to see what he does. Um, Gonzalez is tough, though. I, I will say that. <laughs> he's, he's got that dog in him. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. Next up, we have oh, oh, <laughs> Mikhail Alexiachuk versus Sam Alvey. And, yeah, I nope. No, Sorry. Hey, can I get a big hell no? Uh, only thing yeah. I'm intrigued by. Only thing I'm intrigued by is if he loses again, does he get another fight? Right. That's all I'm curious about. That's I'm like, how long can they keep this going? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Because he has zero wins in eight fights. I believe. Yeah. I, I think it's- well, he's like the modern West Sims, but I just don't see. You know, I guess he's got some sort of. People care. I don't know. I don't know who is constituent. Who's he? Who's he? Sorry, his photos fights. of. No, it's eight yeah. fights. Yeah, zero wins in eight fights. Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Mm. Anyways, um, yeah, we don't care about this. I'm just blown away that he's still getting fights. But anyways, next mm. up we have Ariane Lipsky versus Priscilla Cachoeira at flyweight. I almost care, but I I just can't, you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't. John, no, no, it's it's not relevant enough. All right, next up, we are now in 
the main card, Augusto Sakai versus Sergei Spivak. Now, this is heavyweight, but these are ranked, and I'm interested in this because both of them can hit. And I believe both of them hold wins over uh, over Greg Hardy. <laughs> yeah. That's not enough. <laughs> yeah, it's not at all. Heavyweight, you got to be much higher in the rankings heavyweight for me to care, and these guys aren't it. Um, yeah, I don't get, you know what? Augusto Sakai does not have a win over Greg Hardy and he's on a three fight losing streak. So yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give this one the time of day, but Sergey Spivak can crack. So anyways, don't care. Next up, another Juliana on a, on a follow-up card. We have Juliana Miller versus Brogan Walker at flyweight. Don't care. Don't recognize. Don't care. Nope. I'm out. Time. I'm not not familiar with them at all, to tell you the truth. Neither am I. <laughs> I don't is know. this like is this this is not like an ultimate fighting final or something this week, is it? No. Okay, just making sure. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't sometimes when they oh, have wait, fighters, I don't know. Is. Like that's where they came from. Oh what? May, it is. It is. It is. See, yeah. Okay, that because yeah. when they, when because I never watched the Ultimate Fighter, so whenever there's like two fighters, I've never ever heard of. I'm like, oh, maybe it's the tough one. Oh, I don't yeah. know. We need to pick this one because this is for the tough winners. So. I don't. They're tough. Those fighters don't matter on tough anymore. Okay. All right. Then I guess we don't have to pick. <laughs> All right. So next up, we have the other one. We have Mohammed Usman versus Sack Pagua or Paugua. Uh, again, don't care. It's nope. tough. Nope, nope. All right. Co-main event time. This is an excellent co-main event, though. Vicente Luque versus Jeff Neal. Holy shit, what a fight. I don't... I, you know what? I want to I want to say Luque, but Neal, man, he's a tough son of a gun. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm going to pick Luque. Hmm. I don't know. Shoot. I'm gonna pick no, Neil. Keep, keep up with your last place ways. Pick uh, Neil. I'm gonna pick Neil. John. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mm, that's a hard one for me. I'm gonna go with Luke. I think Neil's. I think Neil's uh, slowly fading. So gonna go with Luke. Mm. Neil is slowly fading. Okay, let's take a look. See here, just beat Santiago Ponzinibbio. But he lost two be, couple before that, right? To Neil Magny and, St- and Stephen Thompson, big huge gigs. And only by decision. All right. Now let's see what Vicente coming off a loss to Bilal Muhammad. (laughs) Bilal's good, though. And before that, he had a bunch of wins, didn't he? Didn't Mm -hmm. hope so. Otherwise, I'm really mistaken. Kiesa, Woodley, Randy Brown, and Nico Price. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to stick with Neil. I, I. I'm going to take the shot. I'm going to take the risk. All right. And then we get to the main event, which I feel is so cruel to, oh my goodness. Jamal Hill is going to wipe the floor with what's left of Tiago Santos. I have no problem picking him here. And I feel like Jamal Hill is also in the title running. I, I am looking forward to seeing him get to compete for the belt at some point. So anyways, gentlemen, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This is <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is a curse, right? What he said, like we look at Anthony Smith, we look and you know uh, Johnny Boney Joni. It's like yeah, you know, you say these were close fights. Let's look at the, the trio of close fights and what happens to those cats post Johnny Boney Joni. We're talking about Reyes. We're talking about Santos. We're talking about uh, uh, Gustafson, uh, or you know, 
Uh, it's this is there's a curse connected to this. So yeah, I'm picking. I'm I'm not picking Santos. Well, I know you like Hill anyway. So I, and I, I do like Hill anyway. So <laughs> I had you down. Uh, see, I put down picks that I think you guys will make before I actually. Oh, that's cool. To see how close I get, I have yeah. you on the money with the exception of Luke. I thought you were gonna pick Neil. No, 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 no. Well, I would think, have, but he, he's disappointed yeah. me and enough that I've made, he's made me nervous. All right, John. This is such a dreadful fight. It is. For a main man. event. And, and what's crazy, too, is uh, someone pointed this out on Twitter that, like, uh, Santos, I think, is still top to 10 ranked yes. in the UFC rankings because, the you know, the, the way their, their system supposedly works is you have to – you, you stay on there forever. There's no there's no lack of activity moving down. So someone has to beat you. So it's all these guys that are really highly ranked that just keep losing. And it's just this is I don't know. This is the, the, the actually, UFC rankings are terrible. This they, fight is not good. Yeah. They, but and it's it's leading a uh, leading a fight night that they're going to actually main event a card with this. I mean, it wouldn't bother me as much if it was just buried. You know, like a okay, three fights pick. down. But but pick I, I, a hill. It's okay. terrible fight. It is a terrible fight, but one thing that you said there about the rankings that did make sense is that you, you were saying that they, they put them in the rankings and it, it takes somebody to beat them to force them down, but that's not always true. The rankings are the most, I mean, UFC rankings are shit because the people that they have making the picks don't know what they're doing we see people that lose actually move up we've seen connor on four losses who hasn't won a fight in since cerrone and it is since 2016 he's only won one fight and he's still in the freaking top 10 why you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so anyways yeah. that's that's the problem i have all right we started with you last week eugene so i'm going to start with john this week john tell me what you got going on and uh where we can find you on social media well on social media you can find me on twitter at hey not the face what i got going you know i don't know what i got going because i have, I have <laughs> a, a lot of stuff i've been working on i have more piling up but my day job my real work job has gotten so busy lately I'm not. I don't know about time to get anything done, but I'm hoping. I'm hoping to get that damn video I promised done. I'm hoping. Oh my god! I got. I got a half written article about Nate Diaz and another one about the sanctioning organizations. But you know, let's see if I get to that because you know, life's life's hard. And hey, not the face on Twitter. Yes. All right now, Eugene. Well, let's see. I browbeat Mike Patton into into finishing this interview for the Wong Duty thing live five. So that should be happening this week finally. Uh, I'm back on a regular stick with the Substack. Look what you made me do, Substack. And uh, it's uh, it's this week on uh, the Conspiracy. I go deep, deep, deep after the South Carolina tape was revealed as part of a wider murder investigation about uh, people uh, uh, showing up at uh, homeless uh, uh, encampments in South Carolina and beating up homeless people. Of course, this is right on the heels of the uh, shooting of homeless people in uh, Canada, uh, 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 immediately post-facto Ho-Jogan suggesting that people do the same as a joke. Uh, But in actual fact, people were shot to death. So that's what the Substack is on. And then 
Of course, a victory lap on the Eugene S. Robinson show stomper. Since I called the, the Nunez thing and I'm going to tie it in where I don't have to deal with any negative nattering nabobs, I could tie it into the conspiracy of what happened in December. There so was that no it, conspiracy in December. Uh, yes, you know, that's why I have a show. <laughs> See, I'm going to mess with you, Eugene, because I know it's going to get under your skin. <laughs> but you know I love uh, you, man. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So on that fine note, please find Eugene at Eugene S. Robinson on the Twitter machine and find him on the instagram machine at mr sleep is it three or zero three 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 so and don't send me any uh inducements to uh i don't i don't want to buy anything and don't send me any bikini photos (laughs) all right on that note we're gonna wrap the show so until next time please stay safe thank you for listening to this bloody elbow presents production to check out more of our content, hop over to the Bloody Elbow Presents SoundCloud and iTunes pages, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is titled Bloody Elbow Presents. We are also on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Player FM, and Amazon Music. Just search for Bloody Elbow Presents and you will get brand new shows throughout the week, including Care Don't Care, the Mookie and Crookie Show, the MMA Vivisection, the Level Change Podcast, the Sixth Round Post-Fight Show, Sixth Round Retro, the MMA Depressed Us, Crooklyn's Corner, exclusive fighter interviews, show money, and radio-style play-by-play for every UFC pay-per-view. Be sure to also follow us on Twitter, at Bloody Elbow, Facebook, at facebook.com slash bloody elbow blog, And as always, on BloodyElbow.com.